there are many experiences inside our nervous system that we're still living out from our past. And this is referred to as like, uh, the common word is trauma, but that's associated with like really extreme stuff most often, like somebody dying or near death experience or, or whatever the case may be. But the fact is trauma is just incomplete experience. It's the time that you were like really scared in, uh, I don't know, like a, there, there was this, um, So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll share one example, like a personal one. So in ninth grade, we're playing this team from like the sort of inner city and we basically destroy them. And I'm in the locker room after the game. Uh, I think everybody else had filtered out. So I was basically alone and like maybe one other friend and this gang comes in and it was like six of them uh, they're super angry and basically just pissed off that we just we just killed their team. They don't even play for the other team. And uh, they like start very aggressively and, and severely threatening us in like really bad way. Like it's a bad situation. And um, you know, it's, it's, base, it's one of those old schools. So like concrete floors and hard benches and like they throw one of us or we like split our head open and it, it could be really bad. Um, somehow, I have no idea how, but I talked my way out of it and we end up being fine. But I came out of that really, really shaken up. Like actually my, my body was sort of shaking like you were describing. And uh, we see this in animals in the wild all the time where a zebra is getting chased by a lion and the zebra gets away or the gazelle gets away and it just starts going into this like shaking to discharge all that like adrenaline and energy. And uh, next thing you know, a few minutes later, it's finished shaking and it just goes back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. But as humans, for me, that like shaking, I was trying to play it cool and like get out of there. And so I just lock all that up. And so there's all of this adrenaline and like fight or flight, life and death sort of, um, like they, they could have killed us and they were super, super mad. So the adrenaline dump that's going through my system, I just clamp down on it because I'm like, can't feel that right now, gotta do this got to like play it cool in front of my parents and everybody's giving us high fives and everybody's talking outside and I'm just like, like ice cold, literally inside, just frozen. And uh, they call this the freeze response in psychology where there's all of this adrenaline all at once and then it just gets frozen. And um, if we don't discharge that, it stays in our system. And that's essentially the um, what we call like an incomplete emotional experience. Ideally, I would have like felt all of that adrenaline, let it shake through my system, like discharge the energy, and then it's gone. But I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't have any guidance. And for the rest of the season, at least, um, I'm sure there's like. I'm sure it was probably longer than that, but every time we were in a locker room, I would get really nervous. I'd be like, I'd be like on the lookout, you know, still in that fight or flight kind of uh, 
mode, like making sure I'm like not the last one in there, making kind of like, it was fear, it was fear. And so almost in the same way as a, uh, <laughs> when you take an Instagram photo or something and use a filter, I don't even know if Instagram does this. When you put a filter on a photo, um, it changes the tone and you can put it to black and white and sun, suddenly this looks like a melancholy sort of scene or you tint it red and it looks a little bit hotter. Like maybe the emotional equivalent of that would be anger or melancholy black and white would be sadness. Um, or maybe you make it really cold looking and it's fear. But it's the emotional equivalent of having a frozen filter. Your phone can't take any other type of photo because the filter's frozen there, it's jammed. And we have the equivalent of that in our nervous system all the time. Like the sum total of our experiences have filtered and filtered and filtered and overlaid all of these different filters on reality. So we see it through these filters of incomplete experience. And so we're not actually seeing reality as it really is. You guys sort of explained like little glimpses into, oh, the waterfall, or you were looking out uh, yesterday, I believe, after movement practice, and energy's moving smoothly. And this goes back to like, what does that really do for you if your blockages are freed up? You're like, wow, if I, if I looked out here, I'll, I wouldn't need Instagram, you know? Uh, but reality is so stunningly beautiful and we don't see it because past experiences are, are shading and filtering reality and reducing it down to what we're not, the parts that we're not afraid of, the parts that don't trigger us. So this is all a long way of saying that we all have quote unquote trauma, which is incomplete experience, which is locked in our system, which changes the way that we view and interact with reality. And this shaking is an amazing thing because your body is finally trying anyway and starting to discharge that energy and we've all had experiences like that you know like if it's um you have some near-death experience or a parent gets really mad at you when you're too young to understand or like any anything could happen maybe you get bullied by somebody or um heartbroken really badly or um you know it could be much more severe than this these are pretty benign like the, these aren't even serious traumas i don't even want to start to talk about some of the things that people go through um, but the practice of meditation and, and meditating with the body gives us this portal again into what we called the deep body the other night the deep body stores all of that information and um, it's like, there's a principle in body work, you know, soft tissue work or, or whatever the case may be that the body is actually the unconscious mind. So anything that we don't want to be conscious of anymore, we stuff down there like past experiences. We don't want to think about cause it's too painful. We stuff it down there and the body holds all of it. And it creates this, these tightnesses, these holding patterns, these areas where we feel stuck. It creates uh, triggers because like the external world is gonna bump up against that stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to go into more locker rooms. Like that's gonna happen. And every time there's gonna be a little bit of that like fear there because I didn't discharge that energy yet. 
So the practicing in this way opens up a portal where some of that stuff can come up to the surface and discharge, but it can only discharge as long as we allow it to and don't clamp back down on it. And so that's easier said than done. And uh, these like walls of tension and walls of like ice that you feel or the, the shaking or the fear, it's not even fear about like, we're perfectly safe out there, you know? totally everybody's super supportive we're in like an awesome situation right now so it's a really great container and yet you we feel the fear like why you know why am i feeling afraid well it has nothing to do with this of course so it's like the perfect chance to just let it pass or or as much as possible you know because um releasing trauma is is a process and it really needs to be done delicately like imagine it a little bit at a time, just like little bits and pieces at a time, rather than trying to do the whole thing at once. Um, we'll get into this later on. I, I've talked a lot here, but I, I wanted to really address this head on. Adam was just talking to me the other night about how traumatized he and his, his, uh, his friend as well, they played on the same college team. They both live in Encinitas now. They're like both great guys, but they store all this and, and they're, you know, experienced with meditation and Adam's done like somatic therapy, which is trauma release work. And, and they, they talked about how, their how abusive their college coach was and how they still are affected by that stuff. Um, so anyway, just to answer your question, it's uh, in, from one perspective, the like sitting practice is, is one of the best ways, but actually, my experience, if you're really paying attention and, and you make it a, an intention within your daily life, because the body is always trying to release this stuff, it wa energy wants to move. It doesn't want to be stuck. So it's always trying to come up. Because that's the case, and uh, well, this, this is honestly one of the trippier things when you get into this work, but life inevitably like it's it's got such perfect timing where it will trigger you in the way that you are holding or, or traumatized so to speak which is an extreme word but what it, in the way that you're holding you'll see events in your life that will trigger you and activate that and that activation itself is the opportunity to let it go so when you go onto the football football field and you you feel that coming up is like, again, free money. It's like, oh wow, it's coming up right now. Let me just experience it. And that doesn't mean you have to like sit down in perfect meditation or anything like that. But just as you're like walking through, just be aware of it and like welcome it, you know, welcome it. It's, there's a, a way, again, Reggie Ray, we keep referencing the way he said it is, is freeing the prisoners. It's, there's all of these parts of us that have been locked away, sort of frozen in time inside our system that are scared and cold and shaking and, and afraid, uh, sad, whatever the case may be. And we're freeing the prisoners. We're like going down into the unconscious, into the dungeons and like unlocking them, wrapping them in blankets, carrying them up into the light, like giving them food. That's the attitude we take rather than like, oh my God, I'm so tight right now. When is this going to end? Like get away. Why won't my body? All of that is, is sort of like, just going to the bars and, and like 
like scolding the prisoner for being a prisoner, <laughs> you know? So we, we end up in that way sort of re-traumatizing ourselves to some degree rather than letting it. And this is a, it should be said too, this is just a, this is a process. It's not like we're going to sit for 45 minutes and, and your whole unconscious mind is going to be totally purified and you're going to stand up and be like glowing like Christ or something. That's, it's not going to happen that way. But uh, like a, a good friend of mine said, um, healing is one of the greatest adventures actually that human beings can go on. It's so fascinating to get to be reintroduced to parts of yourself that have been locked away for so long and to get access to parts of yourself again and watch yourself just kind of almost like bloom like a flower or something that's closed in i think we've we've all had that experience you know in, in that analogy like the flower that's just closed in doesn't want to open up and is sort of stuck and just opening is so unbelievably profound um, and that can be a, a permanent experience where you're just open 